and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast special episodes with me, Emma. These episodes are aimed to keep us in the know, covering topics that we want to understand or know more about. I will be joined by special guests who are going to help us be informed. As always, no judgment allowed, but expect honesty, truths and a whole load of support. Welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast season two. Making a will is something that seemingly so many of us have on the to-do list, but that's where it stays. So today I'm joined by Nicola from Morecambe Bay Estates and Wills, who is going to tell us why it's important. Hi Nicola, thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Hi Emma, great to be here. If you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about why you do what you do. Of course. Um, so hi everyone, my name's Nicola, uh, my company is Morecambe Bay Wills. And um, I have been running that company for just over four years, um, in, based in Lancaster and providing services in North Lancashire, South Cumbria and also in North Wales, actually. Um, I started the business after um, I lost my husband in August 2018. Um, and throughout the time that he was ill, um, we tried to get new wills done um, and he passed away before they could be signed. So what we had wasn't what he wanted. Um, And neither do we have powers of attorney, which was a really difficult, difficult time Mm -hmm. because um, when I was trying to help him, when he wasn't able to make his own decisions, I didn't have the legal power to do that. So um, as as after he passed away, um, I had to decide what I was going to do, whether I was going to go back to work or not. And I decided to go back to my original legal training and retrain as a will writer. Um, independently um, so I trained with the Society of Will Writers and started the business in March 2019 and since then it's grown um, much bigger much faster than I thought <laughs> it was going to grow um, so we now employ five people in fact we're just about to employ our sixth person wow. um, and we are really successful and we do a great job and that's why people come to us. Amazing so I actually did um a couple of polls on my um, Instagram a few weeks ago now um, and I asked my followers who had a will and out of those that answered 74% didn't um, and everyone who answered were either in the 26 to 34 or the 35 to 44 age bracket Um, the reasons that they gave me as to why were let me just have a look so um Cost was one thing that came up quite a few things, a few times. Um, haven't made it an important thing to do. Um, the other one was they didn't know where to start. Um, I don't feel I have anything good to leave. Um, who do you leave your kids with? Um, I thought this was quite a good one um, to maybe answer. We have life insurance, are married, and think we don't really need one, but it would be good to find out. Um, and then, was there any others? Not got around to doing it. Um, I want one but don't know where to start. Again, money. Um, I just haven't done it. Quite a scary thought, a will, isn't it? Very final. Um, should really sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that they were all... Fair. Oh, don't own property or anything valuable. Have three kids but nothing to leave them if the inevitable happens legal side and cost um i did have one but the solicitors closed so need to do a new one um yeah so that's 
they were the kind of reasons um, that they gave. Yeah. And those are all really, really common reasons. Yes. Yeah. Um, so overall, in the UK, 60% of adults don't have mm -hmm. a, a valid will. Um, some of them do have a will, but it's not valid. But the vast majority of people don't have a will. So I always say to people, don't beat yourself up about it because you're in yeah. the majority. Yeah. Um, and actually, what you pointed out is that the younger age bracket is even worse. So it's almost 70% mm -hmm. of parents don't have yes. a will. Um, and in that age bracket um, of 30 to 55, which is sort of the general workforce, uh, that it's 72% of people don't have a will. Mm -hmm. Um, and for all, lots of the reasons that you've just said, I mean, the, the most common one is I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. Um, and then the second most common one is I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, so I can tackle quite a few of those individually, if you like. Mm -hmm. I can yeah, go through yeah, each one. Um, so I just haven't got around to it is, I mean, there's no answer to that other yeah. than just do it. <laughs> um, but the the biggest problem for a lot of people is I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I sort of, I hear this thing. I think it's a really grown up thing. I think it's only for older people, yeah. particularly if I'm younger. I don't really think I need to have one. And we'll tackle that. About I don't need to have one. But the where to start is just come and have a conversation so we we mm -hmm. for example we offer a free 30 minute consultation right, so okay. you can ring us you can book in for a chat you know and if we don't need a will we will tell you you don't need yeah. a will the vast majority of people do need a will yeah. um but you know they, they don't know where to start what we do is we talk you through a few common questions and then if you do decide to book in, we send you something called what to consider when you're making a will. Okay. So it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. And really, you know, it's thinking about who might be the person who might sort the stuff out if you're no yeah. longer here. Yeah. Um, it's things like, um, you know, do you have any things like funeral wishes? Um, mm -hmm. People talk about it's very final. Um, the reality is it's called your last will and testament, but it's actually the last will until you make the next one. Because yeah. people do make one yeah. and then change. So I think the the main thing to do is to just you know you can you've got three main options you can do it yourself, mm -hmm. um, and I would only say do it yourself if it's really 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 simple. So if you okay. don't have children, if you don't have property, if you're not married, if you're not in a a, a relationship where you're living with someone but not married, yeah. then for all of those reasons, if you're just really a single person with nothing else, then you can do it yourself. You, right. you can go to the post office, buy a kit and go off and do it. So that's one route. Mm -hmm. We would never advocate it, um, but it, it is um, it is something you can do. Yeah. The second way is to go and do an online will. Lots okay. of people want to do an online will because they think it's simple and easy. Um, and it's cheaper. Right. Um, so an online will, you might pay somewhere between 50 quid and 100 quid. Right. You might pay more. Um, but... Um, the problem with an online will is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so we see quite a lot of people with online wills where they've not really thought about, um, for example, what happens if everything if, if everybody goes at once. I mean, it's not something well, you really want to think about. But... So me and my husband do actually have a will. That's something we've Great. done. Um, and that was one of the things that we obviously had to discuss when we were doing that, which we'd never even thought of. Your automatic thought as a parent is, what happens to the kids? Yep. But then it's like you say, if all of you go at once, what what happens yeah. then? And so in a lot of those online wills, and particularly mm -hmm. DIY wills, they don't even cover that scenario. Right. So then the third option is to talk to a professional. And a lot of people think you have to go to a solicitor. Mm -hmm. So we are not solicitors. We have somebody in our firm who is a solicitor, yeah. but we're not a company of solicitors. We are a firm of professional will writers. And what right. that means is that we specialise. 
but we can also do it a little bit in a much more affordable way. Mm -hmm. So with a solicitor, you might pay about £300. With yeah. us, you pay £195 for a, right. for a single will. Uh, and then there are discounts if you're a couple, etc., etc. So the, the way to start is really to think about what you've got. If you've got anything like children, property, etc., you definitely do need a will. Yeah. I would suggest that you do talk to a professional because... As I said, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And then you can just have a, a chat with us and we'll tell you. You know, yeah. we'll be really honest with you and say, no, you don't really need our services. Go off yeah. and do this. Or, yes, you really should. Right. So that's where to start, yeah. I would say. Okay. Um, there's lots of other reasons why people do, don't do it. And one of them is it's scary. It's yeah. not something you really want to think about, no. is it? Um, and our aim is really to try to help with that because mm -hmm. we have... Um, a really, the, there are three of us who do the wills mm -hmm. um, and do a lot of other stuff as well. But we are all from a background where we've lost out to a will. Right. So I have personally, um, Andrea and Jane have both been in a situation where they, so we really care. Yeah. Um, and what we want to do is just make it easy because... The, you know, if it's daunting, the people aren't going to do it. Yeah. So we can either, you can come in our offices, you can do a video, um, or a lot of people just say, can you come to my home? Right. And, you know, for that, it's really, it's yeah. much easier and you're in your own environment, you're yeah. a bit more comfortable. So we try and make it as easy and as friendly as you can. Mm -hmm. We don't, um, I mean, you can't see me because I'm on a pod podcast, but we don't <laughs> wear pinstripe suits. Yeah. <laughs> we don't sit across a big oak desk. Yeah. You know, our offices are really um, comfortable. They look a little bit like a house. So we just, you know, we really try to just pick, put yeah. people at ease. And so I think, you know, that a lot. Of, that's why a lot of people decide to go online because it, it means you don't have to sit in front of someone. Yeah. But honestly, having someone to just sort of make it, make it a bit light, yeah. that's how we try and do it. Yeah. So I think that that's the, you know, don't be scared is our, is, yeah. is our um, and lots of people say, I thought it was going to be scary, but they really put us <laughs> at ease. So that's, that's, you know, something that a lot of people do, don't don't do a will because they're scared of yeah. doing it. I would just say, don't be scared, just come mm -hmm. and talk to us and you'll soon realise. Yeah. Um, one of the main things is I don't have anything to leave. Yeah. I'm only young. I've got really nothing. Um, I mean, one of your followers said, I don't have a property, but I've got children. Mm -hmm. My honest, honest advice is if you have children, you really must have a will. In fact, actually last week we've just written a blog. It's just gone oh, up really? on, at the weekend, just on our website. So you can always have a look. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll link that. Yeah, there. why do you need a will if you've yeah. got children? And, and actually we talk about doing a will as being the kindest thing you can do. Yeah. So we talk about this kindness thing quite a lot because if you don't have a will, then not only do you leave uncertainty who's going to do what who's yeah. going to look after the children you know am i going to leave the children's um uh, money in a trust fund for example or am i going to give it to somebody else to look after um so all of those things there's no certainty about your wishes yeah but more importantly there's no legal authority for the person that you the people that you leave yeah. behind to sort your stuff out yeah. so i always say okay who do you want to sort your stuff out yeah yeah and that's the executor in a will yeah if you don't have a will, then the law kicks in. And if, in that case, the law decides where your stuff goes and the right, law right. decides who sorts it out. And it might not be the people that you want yeah. to or actually might be people that really don't want to. Yeah. So that's why we always say it's the kindest thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're a parent, 
you know, you already said, what happens if something happens to both of you? I mean, it's mm-hmm. like that awful scenario. You don't want to think about no. it. But the reality is that you go, oh, well, you know, my mum will look after the children or my partner's mum will look yeah. after the children. But they don't have the legal right to do that. Yeah. So if something happens, then they need to then go to court to get the legal yeah. right. Okay. And um, social services will be the people who will make the decision. Yeah. And we have seen, not very many, but there are some cases where we've seen children being taken into care whilst those decisions are made. Yeah. Or being placed with one family and then being uprooted and, and then being placed with another family right. when the decision has been made. So that's the last thing you want to do. And if you want to be kind to your children, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether you haven't got a house or whether you haven't got yeah. loads of money in the bank or whatever. They're the, your most yeah. valuable assets yeah. if you think about them as assets. And so... For us, we just say, make a will, even if it's just to to say who your legal yeah. guardians are. While we're on that, one of, there was a question that we got. Um, she said, she's a single mum of two different dads, can I name who the kids go to if anything happens to me? You can, but there are some limitations. Okay. So, when a child's born... Mm-hmm. You register the birth and you normally register the father. Yeah. For some people, that's not the case, and yeah. I understand that. Um, but if the dad is named on the birth certificate, he has joint parental responsibility. Okay. okay? So when you have two people with with parental responsibility, when one dies, the other one assumes okay. sole parental responsibility. That might not be the person that you might yeah. want um, to have parental responsibility, but they will become their legal guardians. Okay. In extreme circumstances, you can say, I don't want to. So if, for example, we've seen examples of abuse or something like that, and that's the reason why you wouldn't want your child Mm -hmm. to go somewhere else. Um, What you can do is you can write a letter with your will to say, although I recognise that this person is uh, will be the legal guardian and will have parental responsibility, I really don't want that to happen. And these are the reasons why. Now... The people that you do want would then have to go to court. Okay. To, to so although you've named them as legal guardians, there's still someone yeah. there as with parental yeah. responsibility, and they would then have to go to court to ask for parental responsibility to be removed from the other person and for them to be yeah. the legal guardian. One thing just to note is that legal guardians aren't the same as the person that the um that uh, as residents I should say. So you can name a legal guardian. For example, you could say, I want the legal guardians to be my mum and dad, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not a good idea for them to live with my mum and dad. Maybe they might want to go and live with ah, my sister, okay. for example. Yeah. So the legal, what a legal guardian does is they assume parental responsibility, and that means that until the age of 18, they make decisions for a child, such as which school they go to, what religion they might be brought mm-hmm. up in. Um, they can get documents, things like passports, etc., yeah, etc., that doesn't necessarily mean they have to live with them. Okay. So you can do it that way if you want to. Yeah. So that, okay. that hopefully yeah. that answers that question. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the children um, the children piece is, is the reason why. I mean, I've had clients who have been, yeah, 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 that's fine. You know, we know where um, the pets might want to go and we yeah. know what might want to happen with a little bit of money and, you know, we, we, but we cannot make decisions about guardians. Mm-hmm. And... My advice, and I've had people who have stalled for two or three months because they just can't face it, yeah. or they don't agree. Oh, yeah. 
Um, well, I watched my mum. No, I want yeah. my mum. No, I want my mum. Well, my mum's better than your mum. My advice is is do what you think is right now because, as I said before, you can always change your will. Yeah. So do what's right, what you feel is right in your heart at mm-hmm. that time. And then if circumstances change, you can change your will. But yeah. don't put it off. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. it is It is a hard one. It is, yeah. it is the hardest thing yeah. to do as a parent. That yeah. was, we found, so we lost my nan, I think it's about three years ago now, and um, she she was ill with a brain tumour. They lived in Ireland, so my mum had to rush over to Ireland. It was all very sudden. Um, and she had a will, but it was so old that everything in it wasn't where she wanted it to go. Yeah. Um, and luckily we did manage to change it in time, yeah. but that was that would have been like a big a big thing yeah and I see lots and lots of really old wills you know yeah. 20 years ago or oh, we did it when the kids were little um or we did you know and and now we want them to be the executor for example because yeah. they weren't old enough I mean I said before my husband wanted to change his will um and he and he didn't get the chance to yeah. do it before he died yeah. so I had to then think well hang on a minute we have a will that's not what he wanted what do I do yeah um you know, so the the one thing to just for people to know is you can actually change a will after someone's died yeah. um, in the two years after they've died, but the 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 best thing to do is just keep it up to date. Mm-hmm. So we also, if you come and make a will with us, it's not like a one and done thing. Yeah. You know, we say goodbye, thank you very much, and off you go. We keep in touch with you. You know, if anything yeah. happens to your family and you want to ring us for a bit of advice, um, or you know, every three to we we rec- we always recommend update your will every three to five years. Right. Okay. Um, and so we offer free updates. If you store your okay. wills with us, you get free yeah. updates. It's a small annual charge, but yeah, you know yeah. it, it's really easy to make yeah. a change. So we contact people after three years. Hey, okay. do you remember? It's yeah. three years since you made your will. Is there anything that's changed? Yeah. Um, because it's really important to keep it up to date. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So I I think that that is, um, you know, don't be. I always say, don't be frightened of doing it. Do it if you've got kids. Mm-hmm. Be aware that you can change it. Yeah. And just do what's right now. We have people who sometimes just dither a little bit. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't know, I don't know. In that yeah. in that awful scenario we just talked about where, you know, you and the kids all go, yeah. well, what happens then? Mm. And if you don't say who, then the law decides. Yeah. So when we do a will, we always say to people, right, okay, so talk, tell us about your family tree. And then when you don't have a will, this is what the law says. Yeah. So now you've got a chance to make a decision. Yeah. You know, some people don't realise, for example, that if you're not around and your partner's not around, and I will, when I say partner, I mean either a married partner or civil partner. Okay. Um, and then you don't have children. Then if it can't go down, down to children and grandchildren, it goes up, so it goes to your parents. Right, okay. And lots of people think, oh, it goes to my brother and sister. No, it doesn't, mm. it goes to your parents. Yeah. So sitting down with someone and actually having that explained yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes makes it easier. And that's why we always say, doing it by yourself or doing it online, you don't get that advice. Yeah, yeah. You know, so understanding it. My, my job, I see my job is spreading awareness Yeah. of all the things that can happen. Yeah. And so we just we just talked a little bit um, about married partners and civil partners. So I would also say if you are not married and you're living with someone, whether it's a first relationship, a second relationship, whether you've got children or not, you need a will. Okay. And the reason for that is the law doesn't help you. It does yeah. not give you anything. There's no people talk about common law marriage or common law wife. Um, you know, if you've been in a relationship for two years, you've got all of these rights. Yeah. You absolutely haven't. Yeah. And and I have um, a client whose 
um, partner of 20 something years has died. Uh, they're not married. They always meant to make a will and the house is in his name. And now the house has gone to his brother and sister and she's had to move out and go and live with her mum. Um, and she has no rights, even though she's lived with him for 20 odd years. Yeah. She has no rights. Now she could make a claim, mm -hmm. but you've just lost your partner suddenly. Yeah. You don't want that hassle. Yeah. This is it, isn't it? Yeah. When you've just lost someone, you're in the depths of grief, aren't mm -hmm. you? And you can't function to, to make the decisions that you probably need to. Yeah, absolutely to can't. You can't. And, and that sort of makes me think about executors. So that, you know, in a will, you appoint an executor and the executor is the person who, basically, what they have to do is distribute your assets, mm -hmm. the stuff you have, according to your will. Yeah. So what they need to do to find that out is they need to find out what you owe mm -hmm. and find out what you own. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have to, in most cases, they have to apply for probate. So probate is the process of proving a will. And that it gives that person as executor the authority to go and okay. distribute these assets. Yeah. Gathering, you know, ca cashing premium bonds, sell a house, whatever yeah. else it might be. And so naming an executor is quite important. And lots of people say, oh, well, we'll just have each other. Mm -hmm. um, I always say don't just have each other have at least one backup yeah. but actually why don't you have someone else so maybe you know your partner and your sister or your yeah. partner and your brother or something like that because what you don't know is if the the worst happens mm -hmm. and your partner has died you have no idea what it's going to be like emotionally yeah. and so having two people means that you can either do it mm -hmm. like for me I did it because actually it was something for me to focus on yeah you know it was something for me to do yeah. and, and also a way that I felt that I could help if yeah. that makes sense but I did have a couple of friends who were also executors so there was yeah. a couple of times where I was like you know what I've just I'm having a really bad day yeah. can you sort this bit out mm -hmm. and so that's why we always say why don't you have a couple yeah. of people um I mean I, I've seen wills where it's just been one person and the other I, I have I had one not long ago where a couple had made a DIY will, one of the ones from the post office, they just appointed each other as executors and no one else. They'd appointed each other as beneficiaries, the person who gets right. everything and no one else. Right. Um, the the mister had gone into, it was a second marriage, mister had gone into a home, so he had dementia and missus died and so he couldn't act as so, the executor yeah. and there was no backup. Right. Um, also all of her estate was going to go to him and just go off in care fees mm, yeah. now I know those are sort of like for old, you know, older people and your, your audience is a bit younger but the principle is still yeah. there you know don't don't make a will yeah. and just especially with DIY wills they have no provision for making backups at all yeah. they just say who do you want to be your executor who do you want your stuff to go to and that's about it yeah. you know and the other thing is that I'm thinking there is it whilst my audience is slightly younger it's the thing of have you had a conversation with your own parents yeah. I've recently know of quite a few people whose parents haven't got wills and yeah. they're obviously much older age bracket yeah. um, because they just don't they've never got around to it or they've just never seen the need to do it but yeah that's exactly right and you know we we talk about this as a family thing and I've actually got quite a few people where we've done 
um, wills for people they say can you sort my mum and dad out yeah. and actually that's like the biggest recommendation we love it when yeah. things like that happen most of our work comes through family recommendations yeah. to be honest we don't do lots of advertising we just go out we talk to people and then they'll say well yeah. okay you did a good great job we really like you can you sort my mum and yeah. dad out we, we have a YouTube channel, actually, and one of the videos on there is how to talk to your parents about oh, wills really? and powers of attorney. Um, because I had exactly the same situation. Yeah. I started doing wills when I was 52, when I lost my husband. Mm -hmm. And I realised that my mum and dad, who were in their early 70s, they didn't have a will. Yeah. You know, and actually sitting down and saying... And then there's that whole sort of like, why? What do you want? Do you want my money? Yeah. And it, it's a really hard conversation yeah. to have. Yeah. But, you know, it's like mum or dad this is the kindest thing you can do. Yeah. And that's why I talk about kindness a lot. Yeah. Because actually, my my parents both passed away in the last two years, actually. Right. Um, quite young, 70, both 77. Right. Um, and actually, because they had a will, and they had the right things in place, mm -hmm. and they had powers of attorney, yeah. it just made it so much easier. So yeah. much easier. My sister and I could go and sell the house. You know, we could get access to the money to pay for a funeral. Yeah. All of those sorts of things. You know, and we just knew that everything was in place. Yeah. And so when I talk to people about talking to your parents, I, you know, they'll say, oh, well, I don't want you to, to be a burden if we do powers of attorney or mm -hmm. something. Um, and I said, actually, it's not. Just tell them it's the kindest thing you can do. Yeah. It's actually one of the biggest gifts you can give. Yeah. You know, it yeah. sounds like a strange thing, no, you know, no, but it is. Yeah. It's, it's like the gift of sort of certainty. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and when you think about it, it does make a lot of sense. It does, and it helps a yeah. lot. And you think, how many families do you hear about that fall out yep. when somebody, yeah. someone's died? Yeah, over. I mean, we have a, a couple who are two sisters, and their parents are both died within six weeks of each wow. other. Horrendous, yeah. and they neither of them had a will, and they didn't even know whether the parents wanted to be cremated or buried because older people don't want to talk about yeah. it. But actually, when we do, we encourage you to open up about things yeah. like that. Because, I mean, I sit in front of couples quite often and I'll say, you know, do you have any wishes about your funeral? You can put those in your will. Um, and they'll say, well, I want to be buried. And the other one will turn around and say, do you? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> we had this conversation yeah. with my husband. <laughs> because it's not something that you don't sit around your dinner no. every night you know, and have a yeah, conversation about it. death, really, yeah. do you? But, you know, doing it, getting it done. And then just putting it away and knowing it's there yeah. gives you that every single client says yeah. peace of mind. One of the comments I got actually was, um, please, please tell your loved ones what you would like in regards to your funeral arrangements, etc. To avoid partner, family disagreeing over what to do. Yeah. Yeah, we have... Um, in your, so in your will, you can put whether you want to be buried or cremated, yeah. maybe where your ashes might want yeah. to be scattered or whatever else it might be, what type of service. Um, but we also give, give you, you can if you want, you don't have to have it, um, but you would give you something called a funeral wishes letter. Oh, really? And so your will can go off and be stored, but what happens if that will couldn't be found, for example, yeah. in, you know, immediately, yeah. and you have to organise. We also talk about organ donation as well in the same way. Right. Um, but what we do is we give you a letter that you can just leave at home if you want to, or you can store it with your will. And it's sort of like, you know, do I want to be buried or cremated? What type of service? Do yeah. I want charity donations? Do I want flowers? Yeah. How would I like people so, to yeah. dress? What readings? What music? Yeah. Any Anything else, yeah. you know? And it's just, lots of people love doing it. They go, oh, yeah. this is good. And other people just go, oh, no, I'll do that later, yeah. you know? And the good thing about it, having it in a separate letter is that you don't have to change your will. Yeah. 
you can just change that yeah, letter. Yeah. So like me, for example, I have one and every so often I'll think about a, a song that I like and I go, I really like that. So I'll write it down on a post-it note and I think I've got about 97 <laughs> songs on the back of my list. So at some point my sisters are going to have to choose which three that they actually want or maybe I need to go through and rationalise it a bit. But it means that you can change yeah. it. So it makes it a bit easier yeah. as well. You yeah, know. that's it. Like My mum's very particular over. She's very specific. She knows what she wants yeah. for her female stuff and my dad's just like, oh, I'm not bothered, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, it is really helpful it is. to know. And I and I find that lots of people will say, oh, well, they'll just sort it out. Mm. I won't be here, so I don't. It doesn't matter. That's exactly what my dad lots says. Lots of people say. Yeah. And actually, the, there's an argument to say um, that not making a will is selfish. Mm. And, that, and I know that's like a really strong statement. But actually, it's it, if you look at it in the other way, it's the kindest thing you can yeah. do. And actually just saying, oh, well, they'll sort it out or it doesn't matter, I won't care because I'm not here, mm. is a sort of selfish yeah. statement. It's not a nice thing for me to say that, but actually in some ways it's true. Yeah. If you have the ability to do it from a cost perspective or mm. whatever, then then just do it. Yeah. Just make it easier for people. Yeah. And we try and make it easier for people by saying, okay, you know, it might be £195 for a will, um, or it, we charge three fifty for a couple, um, but you can you can pay over three or six months, right? You know. Yeah, so, it's... so we try. Our view is finance shouldn't be a barrier to mm-hmm. having one. So yeah. we do, we do the odd free will for people, um, you know, who may be really ill. Mm-hmm. We give discounts to like NHS and people who are on low incomes and benefits, mm-hmm. because we'd rather just people have a will. Yeah. You know. If I could just go around doing free wills, I yeah. would. But, you know, I've got a company to <laughs> that's run. That's it, yeah. Um, but our view is just make it easy for people, whether that's the way that we approach them, whether that's the way that they are, we allow them to pay, whether it's, you know, look, do this and do your funeral wishes later. Don't let that stall you. Yeah. You know, those sorts of things. We just yeah. try and make it easy for people. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think um, the, the message is, I mean, as, as I'm always going to say, is do a will. <laughs> yeah. You know, Um and so, you know, if you think you've got nothing, then if you've got kids, you absolutely haven't got nothing at yeah. all. You know, and and it's never too soon to do one, to be honest. Yeah. Because you never know what's around the corner. Well, that's it, isn't it? I know, I know. Yeah. It's, you know it's not a nice thing to think, but no. everybody thinks they're invincible and they won't die. Well, yeah, and it's that, it's that subject, isn't it, that most people don't want to talk about. No. It's that horrible thought, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So in response to the the um, comment that said, do we have life insurance, are married and think we don't really need one? Mm-hmm. I know we've probably kind of covered that, but specifically to answer that, what would you say? So lots of people think that if you're married, you don't need a will. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing to say that if you've just recently got married and you do have a will, so just something that people should know is that marriage revokes a will. So if right, you made a will okay. before you got married, ah, right, okay. unless you have a clause in it that says, I'm intending to marry this person, mm-hmm. then your will is revoked. Okay. All right. So I have a client who um, bought a house 14 years ago, very sensible, made a will, mm-hmm. got married a year later. So for 13 years, they've had a will that, did, oh, that well. didn't that wasn't valid. So, yeah. so that's just something about marriage. Um, once you are married... Um, then and and actually, sorry, I should also say that if it's a second marriage and you made a will leaving everything to your children, mm-hmm. and now you're in a second marriage, now your will's been revoked, 
the law then says you haven't got a will and now the law kicks in right. now the law says that if you're married your spouse mm -hmm. or or civil partner um, gets the first two hundred and seventy thousand pounds of your estate right. now so that could mean if you've got a house worth 150 grand mm -hmm. you wanted really some of what you had to go to your children now your new spouse is going to get everything mm -hmm. if you've got a house worth say 350 the first 270 will go to your husband and the rest will go to your kids. Mm -hmm. Now your husband's living in a home yeah. that's partly owned by your kids and they've got the right to say, we want to sell it. Yeah, okay. so they could become homeless. Yeah. So that's what happens if you get married. Mm -hmm. So it does give protection. Mm -hmm. So if you are not, if you are married and don't have a will, it does give you some protection. So yeah. for your follower who has life insurance, yeah, the life insurance, there's a, there's a couple of things about life insurance. You should put it in trust. Okay. Um, so life insurance pays out into your estate. Yeah. If yeah. you if you don't have it in trust, it will pay out into your estate, and it'll get distributed either according to your will or according to the laws of intestacy, which is what happens when you don't okay. have a will. If you place your life insurance in trust, so sorry, and I should also say that if that happens and it goes into your estate. And because you haven't got a will, you need to go through probate, which takes six months yeah. if you don't have a will. Yeah. The life insurance can't be released until probate is granted. Okay. okay. So, if you place your insurance in trust, then what you're doing is you're saying, when I, I'm giving up all right to it, it's no longer my money. When I die, I want it to be given to a couple of trustees. That can be maybe your mum and dad or mm -hmm. your sisters and brothers or your other half and someone else. Mm -hmm. It needs to be two. And then you can say, and I then want them to be able to distribute it, you know, and that might be some for my kids, some for my yeah. husband. Um, but the critical thing is it pays out straight away on production of a death certificate, so there's okay. no waiting around, yeah. and it doesn't go through your estate. Right. So for anybody who has an inheritance tax problem, we don't have that many around here, but, but for some people they do. Yeah. Then it means... You know, the mortgage can get paid off much quicker. It means it's not included in your estate and it doesn't have to wait for probate. And it means that it's not included in your estate for tax purposes. Okay. So if you have life insurance, make sure you put it in trust. If you don't know how to do that, talk to your life insurance company or give us a ring and we'll, we'll help it out. We don't, we don't charge for that service at all. You can do it yourself. Okay. So the life insurance doesn't automatically go to the person, the, the, your wife or yeah. or husband it will get included if it's not in trust it will get included in this two hundred and seventy thousand. so you know if you've yeah. got a house and you've got a bit of life insurance yeah you might have a mortgage to pay off but if it goes over that 270 mm -hmm. yeah don't assume that everything will go to your spouse yeah so again you know make sure that you've got a will because yeah. if you want it all to go to your spouse then then fine mm -hmm. You know, and all you need to do is just sit down, write it out, and then it's sorted. Yeah. You know, and we advise on all of those things. When you come to see yeah. us, that's the thing about it. you do it online, you do it DIY. Nobody's having these conversations yeah. about funeral wishes. Nobody's having these conversations about life insurance, yeah. about pensions, all yeah. of those. We're not financial advisors, but we know enough about all of those yeah. things to be able to say, actually, you should be doing this and this. Yeah. Get, get it sorted whilst you... Yeah. 
everybody decides to, to do their life admin when they do their, yeah. <laughs> or sadmin, if yes. you think about it that yeah. way, um, whilst they're doing the will. So that yeah. it includes a lot more than just doing your will. Yeah. But I don't want that to put people off because no. you can make it as simple as you want yeah. or we'll give you as much advice. Mm -hmm. The price is the same, yeah. so you may as well take adv yeah, advantage yeah. of a little bit of advice. Yeah. So, yeah. so the answer is, even if you're married, yeah, yes, you have some automatic rights, but not to everything. Yeah. So, so just get it written down. Yeah. Be kind to the person that you've left behind. Yeah. Because, you know, without a will, they are going to be waiting six months at least yeah. to get hold of any money. Because at the moment, probate takes, is taking six months if you don't yeah. have a will. Eight weeks if you do have a will. Okay. That's the difference. Yeah. Which is a big difference in it's that massive. circumstance, isn't it's it? It's massive. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think people need to know about? I think um, we talk about wills a lot. Mm -hmm. So wills are, you know, they sort your stuff out when you're no longer here. Um, people should also consider powers of attorney. So lots of people think, oh, I'm only young, I don't need a power of attorney. If you watch Martin Lewis, um, whether you like him or not, um, he will always advocate power of attorney. So a power of attorney is, is a legal document that you can give uh, authority to someone to make decisions on your behalf if you can't. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if you can't, means either you don't want to because you're having maybe a mental health breakdown or you're having a gap year for a year or traveling around, um, or you're actually not able to, you've had an accident, a stroke, or something like that. You yeah. know, anybody can yeah, have an accident. Yeah. Um, and that there are two one is fine for finance, the other one is for health. And if, if you think about it, people think that these powers of attorney are just for old people with dementia. Yeah. The reality is that you, you know, you could have an accident tomorrow. You could be yeah. in a coma, and uh, you know, I know that's absolutely not what you want to think about. You might have a joint account with your partner, mm -hmm. but that joint account is likely to be frozen because okay. if they, if the bank find out that you're in a coma, then they will say, well, we need to safeguard you, and stop that other person just making all of those decisions. Right. So they will stop it, and it does happen. Yeah. So. Some people might know Kate Garraway from Good Morning Britain yeah. and her husband Derek yes. was obviously um, in a coma with, with COVID. She talks a lot about the fact that they didn't have powers of attorney in place. Yeah. So the car was stolen, she couldn't claim on the insurance because it was in his name. Mm. The mobile phone was broken, she couldn't claim for a replacement so it was... because it was in his name. She couldn't renew the house insurance, they froze their joint bank account. She couldn't make any decisions from a medical point of view. They were all made by the doctors because they didn't have powers of attorney. So I think we talk about wills all the time. I actually think that powers of attorney are more important yeah, yeah. because actually with a will, once you're no longer here, then at least the law kicks in. It might yeah. not be what you wanted. Yeah. Um, but when you're alive, you want somebody to be sorting that stuff yeah. out. You know, if you're just temporarily incapacitated and you want somebody to be yeah. sorting that stuff out, really. So yeah. that's my message is just, you know, wills are important. Mm -hmm. Powers of attorney are just, if not more, important. Yeah. So that's yeah. it, really. Amazing. Thank <laughs> you. That's been great. Um, I think that's covered That's covered all the, the questions that we got. And um, as, as with every episode, I always take something away, and I'm sure the listeners, have, the response I got when I posted the polls and stuff was one of the probably the best responses I got so yeah. um, I'm sure the listeners will um, really enjoy this episode and that's maybe because people don't know where to start I mean that's the yes. first thing you said people don't know where to start yeah. and I would just say if you want somewhere to start talk to us or any other will writer and just go and get a free yeah. consultation half yeah. an hour 
find out what's needed, decide whether you want to do it or not. Yeah. And so what would you recommend when, like, looking for someone? Because that's often, like... So, like, me and my husband, we only did our will because my parents were renewing theirs. And my mum had said, well... Why you need to get one sorted? Why don't you do it now? So yep. we went and did it there at the same place. Yep. Um. So what would you say? You know, as to where to, where to start? How well, so do you find that's someone? actually a really good point. So you can Google, you know, wills near me if you want to. Okay. Yeah, and and that will give you lots of people. Mm-hmm. Two things I would advise. One one thing to know is that the will writing industry is unregulated. Lots of people don't realise really? this. Okay. So there are some, not a lot. But there are some cowboys out there okay. who will come in and try and sell you something that's yeah, like that's... two grand. Yeah, you need yeah. a trust to do this and you need this and you need that. And I've seen lots of people being taken advantage of, unfortunately. So I would say you can either, there's, there's a couple of routes. You can, when you want to do a will, if you decide, you can go and do a free will. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, using a charity, etc., etc. You don't get the same level of advice. Yeah. If you want some decent advice, you go to a solicitor. Mm-hmm. Lots of people say, oh, I must go to a solicitor. Or you go to a professional will writer. Yeah. If you go to a solicitor, you will pay more in most cases. And not all solicitors are specialists. Okay. So if you're going to go to a, spe- a solicitor, ask them, are you a specialist in wills and probate? Because if you're going to go to a, a local solicitor that may be specialising in conveyancing, you know, yeah, property yeah. or divorce or whatever else it might not it might be, they don't do this day in day out okay so check with the solicitor if they are a specialist if you don't the alternative to us to a solicitor is a regular self-regulated um will writer professional will writer Mm -hmm. and there are two main bodies in the uk one is the society of will writers Mm -hmm. and the second one is the institute of professional will writers you can go and check on their sites and see whether someone's a member if someone says on their website that they are a member I would still go and check because there are unscrupulous people who will just copy the logo and say that they are. So if you look for us, for example, if you look for Morecambe Wills, if you look for Nicola Combe or Andrea Bentham or Jane Booker, we all have entries as members. We are full members of the Society Mm -hmm. of Will Writers. That means we must be insured. So we have to carry insurance to make sure if we give wrong advice, people can claim against that. We also have to... um, uh, follow a code of practice yeah. which is set out by the society of will writers i'm a i'm actually a member of the board of of this professional standards board at the society mm-hmm. of will writers yeah. so there's just 12 of us out of 1700 members um so my role is to keep standards up in yeah, that yeah. in that society so obviously i'm not going to do it but yeah. you know that, that those are the options mm-hmm. if you go with a will writing company online again check yeah yeah you you see lots of wills. For example, I see lots that are like 99 quid. Go and do a will online and you can yeah. have it checked by a solicitor. All right. My answer to that is, what are they checking? Mm. Because they've not had a conversation with you. So how are they yeah. checking that what you really wanted is what that will's going to do? Yeah. All they are checking is whether legally that will will work. Yeah. So just be wary of it. I'm not saying they're wrong, mm-hmm. but they don't. You, you haven't had that conversation. Yeah. So when you're looking to start, yeah, I would suggest you oh always suggest that you look for professional advice unless you have a really, really simple situation. You're on your own, you don't own a property, you haven't got children, you don't want to exclude anybody. Yeah. That's a really yeah. if you want to exclude anybody, take professional advice. Okay. 
And that's really where to start. Yeah. Look for somebody who's either a solicitor or regulated by the mm-hmm. Society of Will Writers or the Institute of Professional Will Writers. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please share, follow and review. If there's any topics you'd like to see covered, please just let me know. You can get in touch with me by my email or my Facebook and Instagram page. Thank you, Nicola, for joining us and sharing your knowledge. I will post your links in the podcast description so that people can find you. Keep your eyes peeled for our next Series 2 episode.